Welcome to Saturday Night Hive. Today we are talking about the Simu Liu and Sweetie episode, and I am here with Hiba Murray. Hello, Hiba. Hi, Candice. So, I have to warn our listeners that there is going to be some contention. There's going to be division, possibly political division in this episode today, but do not worry. I think we end up being friends at the end maybe no promises no prom oh wow this is this is beef <laughs> this is drake kanye beef in this studio tonight but anyway let's maybe just start with the top heba what is your relationship to the very very cute simu liu yeah um i'm a fan of his i am generally a fan of lead actors that are not straight white men um, I actually haven't seen the new movie that he's in, the superhero one, but I've heard really great things about it, and I know that people worked really hard to um, get there to be like an Asian superhero, and so I like I see that I recognize how difficult it is to like go against the tide of mainstream Hollywood, um, but I don't really know anything about him besides that he's like cute and funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because there is kind of this like backdoor conversation I have with my like friends from home about the fact that Simu Liu, even though he's doing so much for the culture, we find him a little cheesy just because he says everything with a (laughs) smile and I'm like, not everything's that great. But Mm. I like Simu because I really love Kim's Convenience. That was a show that I really, really enjoyed and ingested. And I feel like that experience of him on that show really helped with him on SNL, just in terms of comedic timing and, like, pausing for breaks and stuff like that. But to really, like, pinpoint where this came to use, I did want to start off with his monologue, which I felt was really strong. Like, I loved the audience applauding for him. I felt like he hit all of his marks. He knew where to pause for laughs. I feel like he did really well. Yeah, I feel like he gave a really good first impression with the monologue. And um, I also thought it was funny that he was like, I'm the first Chinese host to be the fourth Chinese host because he made the point that like, okay, well, he's not actually the first Chinese host. There still have only been four in the history of SNL, which is ridiculous. Um, and then I think both of us really like the Simu and Bowen sketch where they get into like being the first of whatever. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed it. I feel like the monologue, he came up really strong. Um, to be honest, I don't, I'm not disappointed in him. Like it's hard to be disappointed in him also because I didn't really know him before that much. But I feel like where the episode fell flat for me was like just in the the writing of the sketches. So um, yeah, nothing against him. I think he did great with the monologue. Yeah. And I think we should start with that Bowen and Simu sketch, which I think was the best of the night. I think first off, it was very pretty. It was like very well shot, even though the room they filmed in was incredibly empty. But Mm -hmm. I thought it was so funny. I love anything where Bowen is the main character and Simu was so cute in it. And I just feel like this was such a Bowen written sketch, which is correct. He did write it. But did you like this one? Yeah, I love this one. I feel like 
It's a little bit hard sometimes to talk about diversity, equity, and inclusion in a way that feels new and not overplayed, but I feel like they did it in a way where um, they flipped it on the head a little bit, right? Like a lot of people when they get like, oh, I'm like the first Asian person to win this award or the first like whatever, like insert person of color like category here, um, you know, people like first of all, have to recognize that, like, that's a big deal, but then it's, like, a little bit sad because you're, like, well, I don't want to be the first of this. Like, I would rather there be, like, people who came before me and, like, that this is just, like, a normalized thing now. Um, So I feel like them wanting to be, like, the first, like, whatever, and then just the awards and the categories getting more and more ridiculous, like, made something that's actually, like, quite serious and, like, sad pretty funny. Um, and then also I think there's a word for it and it's like oppression Olympics. Um, and at the end, Bowen makes this great joke where he was like, like, you might also be Asian, but I will also always be gay. And Mm -hmm. so it's just like, um, yeah, it just, I feel like really ironed out like the ridiculousness of the whole scenario, but made it like fun. So I really enjoyed it. Mm hmm. Yeah. And sadly, kids, this is where Hibba and I depart because it has been noted to me that from this point on, Hibba did not like any of the other sketches. However, I'll bring up a few because I actually liked some of them. I will admit, I don't think any of them were memorable, but some Mm. of them I chuckled at. For example, I actually really liked Karaoke Recap, where Chloe Fineman essentially does like a Miley Cyrus impression again, but... My understanding is that not everyone loved this one as much. <laughs> yeah, I, I did enjoy Chloe Feynman's impression. I enjoy also whenever Keenan is like doing something where he's like sort of hosting. Um, so I enjoyed that. I think Simu's impression was the best one out of the whole out of the whole people that did karaoke. Like that's the only one I remember to be honest. Like I'm so glad that you enjoyed it, but for me, I was like. Oh my god, how many different weird pairs of people are they going to bring up to sing karaoke? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think that's fair. Um, maybe one sketch we can bring up that took place in your backyard was the Pentagon one, where they brought in a real live dog mm-hmm. to basically play like, I'm going to say like a weapon, a weaponized military personnel. But I do want to ask you, Hibba, a little game. Who do you think was playing the human part of the dog human? That's such a good question. I feel like maybe Kyle Mooney. Mm. Yeah, who did you think? Okay, so I too thought it was Kyle Mooney. And the correct answer is Martin Hurlahay of Please Don't Destroy. And, oh my God, whoa. Yeah, and because he played the hands, that marks the first time a member of Please Don't Destroy has appeared on the live show. Not as themselves, but it still counts. Oh. Um, I did not exactly love the sketch for the writing. I just loved how much fun everyone was having in it because everyone broke except for Simu. But, yeah. like, Cecily was doing improv. Mikey was trying to, like, hold down this dog eating a sandwich. I just yeah. thought it was, like, cute, and I enjoyed it. I think it's so fun when they have live animals because obviously you can't control what the animals are going to do. And they had some trouble like very clearly with trying to 
make the dog keep its head up. Like after they gave it a bagel, I think everything just went downhill um, from there. They've also had like llamas in the studio before. Mm-hmm. I forget what sketch, but like there was some where they were like having trouble with the llamas. So I feel like no matter what the sketches, whenever then they throw in a live animal, it just makes it inevitably more funny. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. And I want to bring up two more sketches that I will say I didn't like them, but I wanted to just talk about them a little bit. The first one is I Love Staten Island, very Pete Davidson classically written song. My mm-hmm. like real comment on this is this was like a really good senior year of high school English project. Like that was kind of the vibes it was giving me. I have to admit, I was incredibly terrified they were going to like show us footage of KKW eating pasta on a rooftop of Staten Island. Oh, no. Like that was my biggest fear. Oh my God. Okay. I had this thought that occurred to me this week that I think you would appreciate, Candace. And the thought is if Pete Davidson leaves SNL, how will he meet all of his future girlfriends? Mm-mm-mm. I mean, you are. By asking this question, you are implying that him and Kim Kardashian will not get married and that he will be a stepfather. Is that what you are implying? Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry to, like, wreck everyone's dreams, but I just don't see it going that way for them. Oh, man, some may call that a rebound. AKA, that's what I call Pete, a rebound. But you are right, because, like, even the way that he apparently allegedly met the Bridgerton girl is that she was, like, filming in Brooklyn, they ran into each other during a pandemic and they started dating. And so wow, you're I didn't right. Know that. Yeah. And so you're right. Like, where will he meet if he has no Studio 8H? Great question. No idea. Um, so I kind of want to pivot to Saweetie. Do you like Saweetie as a singer, performer, artiste? Yeah, I do. I'm a fan of hers. Um, I think that she really brought it in terms of both of her performances. They were both like full costume and a lot of dancing like as if you were watching her at like I don't know the VMAs or something like that um I think she was a little bit out of breath but I feel Mm -hmm. like that happens to a lot of folks when they're trying to sing and dance at the same time um famously happened to Mr. Aubrey Graham last time he hosted Mm -hmm. SNL (laughs) because he was trying to be the musical guest I'm a little worried about Billie Eilish also running into the same problem Mm -hmm. um when she hosts but yeah I, I really liked Saweetie I think it's funny when people do songs where they have to bleep out a lot of the words because of mm-hmm. the censoring um so it sounded a little choppy but then I was like I was like wait is there like some sort of delay with the stream and then I was like oh she just has to remove all the words so mm-hmm. I thought that was funny but it was still fine and then she did like like a mashup of a bunch of her songs which I appreciated it I feel like it was kind of like like the first performance on SNL um that the musical guest does like we've talked about a lot is like fan service of like everything everyone wants to see um but I feel like Saweetie did fan service for like her whole both of her performances and it was like I didn't expect from her to like go up there and like be like tuned down by herself like I I um thought it was very like fitting that she was just like yeah here I am like here are four of my dancers like of course I'm gonna change do an outfit change on stage like she really brought the like performer energy um on a pretty small stage so I feel like she did a good job Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so I like Sweetie. I love Tap 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 In. I will say that I liked her second performance a lot better than the first one. I appreciate that she did a medley. I have to admit, she's not a great dancer. She is definitely still working on breath control. What I would honestly compare Sweetie's performance to Jack Harlow's performance when he did SNL. Like he did a mashup at the first half. The second half he did something with Adam Levine, which was really weird. Now, this comparison, by the way, is incredibly disrespectful of me because Jack Harlow hit on Sweetie on the BET Awards. Oh my god. And it was very odd. I remember. But I think one of my like issues with this is that Sweetie as a female rapper, I mean, her predecessors are stacked. Like Cardi B had an extremely memorable and iconic SNL performance. Megan the Stallion had such a triumphant, like important SNL performance when it happened. And then like Nicki Minaj too. But I think for me, I didn't feel like Saweetie's stage presence measured up to those performance. Now, it is like a little unfair because the question is like, why do they have to be so much better than everyone else? I don't know. But I will say this. I think she's a great rapper. I wanted more of that than her dancing. And Best Friends is like still on my workout playlist. So this did nothing to detract me from Saweetie Hive, you know? Yeah, I feel like I don't judge her by the same standards as the people you mentioned because I feel like she's not quite at that level of fame I guess although I could be wrong um I don't know to be honest I think part of what's factoring into my impression of her is also that like I feel like she tried her best like um and I wasn't expecting to see her there I don't actually know if she like has a new album coming out or something like that I'm sure the SNL people like timed it well for her um but I feel like after a lot of musical guests that are just like white people with guitars it was just like refreshing to see Saweetie yeah you know what you are right I would pay to see Saweetie 50 times whereas I would pay to see Ed Sheeran negative 1200 times so you're right well it is that time of the episode Heba what is your ranking of this episode of SNL I'm going to rate this episode a five out of ten punk baby yodas from the weekend update appearance I know this sounds so low I was just like not thrilled with it and the fact that I only liked like one and a half of the sketches I just kept waiting for it to get better and it never really got better that being said, I'm still a huge fan of Simu, like nothing against him. I just feel like the writing was either like, like we've already seen this kind of thing before or it's like too weird to be funny. Um, so yeah, still a big fan of his, um, but didn't love this episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. So for me, I'm going to rate this episode. 8 out of 10 booty quads. <laughs> I realized a little too recently that Simu is Canadian 
And I kind of feel like what's nice about having a guest who did not grow up in America is that they have this idea of American culture and they know exactly what to mock about it. And I literally reference this episode every single day. But like, I think that's why Reggae Jean Page had a strong episode because he's British and he's like this, these particular things about American culture are so whack. Now, I'm going to side with you on this, Hibba, which is that I don't think any of these sketches were memorable. I don't think I'm going to watch them on YouTube in six months. But I think what I liked was that in the present, it seemed like they were having a lot of fun, not only Simu, but also just the cast. Like, I think about the Pentagon sketch, which is not like a good sketch, but they seemed like they were just having fun. And this is one of those, this is like a rare thing for me to say, but I actually think the strongest points of the episode this week were the weekend update headlines like Michael and Colin mm. and the monologue, which is something I yeah. usually never really care about. But I think what that points to is what you're saying, which is that Simu is the right person. The sketches were not at the right time. Like, I think there's something about bringing in recurring sketches like the baking competition, by the way, that is a v- extremely I hate not that one. funny sketch anymore, especially after Timothy Chalamet did it, after Don Cheadle yeah. did it. Like, it's it's one of those things where I don't know who to blame, but the fact that I'm rating it an 8 out of 10 probably means that I am at least mildly okay with it. And I did like it more than Jonathan Majors, which is funny because you like Jonathan Majors more than yeah. this one. But... <laughs> I mean, outside of that, yeah, I, I want to see Simu again. I want to see him in Chang-Chi Legend of the 20 Rings, honestly. Yeah, I agree with you. I was thinking to myself, like, oh, are the Weekend Update headlines, like, really good this week, or is everything else just, like, kind of bad? Um, so I appreciate that you brought that up. But, yeah, I just, I think maybe Simu deserved better, to be honest. Better writing. Mm-hmm, that's for sure. And just so everyone knows, Hibba and I don't find Kyle Mooney's Baby Yoda funny. So take yeah. that how you will. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. We will be back when SNL is back with double host and musical guest Billie Eilish. We have conferred that we are both really nervous about this, but mm-hmm. who knows? She might, she might be a Rami Malek. She might be an Adele. She might be an Ariana Grande. We don't know. I just want to say this funny thing. Um, My mom had never heard Billie Eilish said out loud before, so she tried to read it one time, and she was like, who's Billie Eilish? It was so funny. (laughs) That's actually like a very beautiful way of saying it. Right? It's like... I, I don't know, like some French situation. It sounds so happening. French. I mean, like, honestly, I always call her Billy Eyelash just because mm. that's how I see her. But anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Hibba, for being here with me. Thank you. Bye. See you later. We'll see you later. Bye. <laughs>